Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. In this Canadian tale, a young boy must outwit a witch. Should he trust the white horse? And what is the secret locked away in the tower? After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Magic Hoofbeats collection. This is the story of Petit Jean and the White Horse, a story from French Canada. Once there was an old man, a widower with only one son, a child called Petit Jean, Little John. Now the old man was a bitter sort, one who saw the whole world as his enemy. Since he didn't want to blame himself for his troubles, he blamed all that went wrong on his son, poor Petit Jean. The old man beat Petit Jean if the weather was too warm or the soup too cold. He beat that poor boy like a rug. One day, Petit Jean made up his mind that he'd had enough of this. He ran away into the wide, wild world. Wide and wild the world is indeed. Petit Jean followed a road until it became a path, and the path until it became nothing but forest all around him. The night was coming on, and the darkness and cold, and one long, long wolfish howl from the trees made Petit Jean shiver. Oh, he'd better find himself some shelter for the night. Was that not the faintest glimmer of light up ahead? Petit Jean hurried forward, and all at once burst out of the forest into a clearing. There before him stood a stable and a tall tower. The closer he came to it, the darker that tower looked, as though no one had ever lived in it, save maybe a bat or two. Petit Jean would have turned and fled, but night was even darker than the tower, and he couldn't see so much as a hint of a path. So he knocked. Rap, rap, rap. Nothing. He knocked again with a little more force. Rap, rap, rap. Still nothing. Petit Jean took a deep breath and knocked with all his force. Rap, rap, rap. The door groaned open. There stood an old woman, staring at him with eyes like two black chips of stone. What's this? she asked, her voice harsh as the croak of a raven. What's this? You are the first to knock at my door, boy, in a hundred years. Petit Jean wanted to run away. But once upon a time, so long ago it seemed, his mother had told him always to be polite. So he bowed and said, Good mother, I am a homeless wanderer looking for a place to stay. I will work for my food, he added hastily. Will you now? I warn you, there is no one here but me. Then you could surely use my help. So, and so. The old woman circled him, studying him like a hawk studying a mouse. Can you work? Are you afraid to get dirty? 
Yes, good mother. And no, good mother. Very well, then. She stopped short, hands on hips. There is the stable. In it, you will find two horses, one black, one white, and you shall take care of them. But I warn you, the white horse is a nasty one. He will bite or kick if you let him. So feed him just enough to keep him alive and beat him if he so much as snorts at you. But the black horse, ah, pamper him with good food and much grooming. I will do as you ask, Petit Jean said. To his surprise and delight, the old woman ushered him into the tower. If it was dusty in there, if there were so many spiderwebs they looked like curtains, well, there was food too, hot stew in an iron cauldron. Petit Jean ate his fill in the small, cosy kitchen and began to think that his first fears had been silly. This was surely nothing worse than a lonely old woman who was the last of her family. Nor did he change his mind when she showed him around the tower, through room after room of elegant furniture, all of it in need of dusting. Of course! She had no servants, poor thing! Stop, the old woman said. Here are the keys to the tower. You may go wherever it suits you when you aren't tending the horses. One room only is forbidden to you. She pointed to a tiny door set under a stairway. Do not go in there. If you do, you shall regret it. Mark my words, boy. Don't worry, good mother, Petit Jean told her. I will not disobey. She took him back to the kitchen and there Petit Jean curled up for the night and slept without a single dream. In the morning, the old woman woke him with a shake. I will be gone for a week. I have business in the outside world. Petit Jean scrambled to his feet. Shall I make ready one of the horses? No need. Just be sure to tend them while I am gone. With that, the old woman wrapped her cloak about herself and vanished with a loud bang and a cloud of smoke. A witch! The old woman was a witch! But she had not harmed him. Besides, Petit Jean told himself, if he ran away, a witch would surely catch him again. So he went down to the stable to take care of the horses. Sure enough, there they were, a black horse and a white. The white horse didn't look dangerous. In fact, he looked downright sad, head down and ears drooping. Petit Jean, remembering what he had been told, gave the white horse some straw and a little water. But when he began to pick up a stick, the white horse straightened. Please don't beat me. Petit Jean dropped the stick and nearly dropped himself as well. You can talk. The white horse looked just as surprised. Yes, I can. How amazing. I never even guessed it till this very moment. But what a fortunate thing to discover just now. Because we are both in great danger. But the, the old 
woman said that you were dangerous. Of course she did. She doesn't want you helping me. And she certainly doesn't want me helping you. Well now, no need for fear just yet. We have a week. And with your help, I will get back my strength. Feed me well and groom me well. Yes, and don't feed the black horse very well at all. And at the end of the week, you and I will escape. The week passed quickly. Every day, Petit Jean fed the white horse and groomed him. And every night, Petit Jean explored the tower, finding room after room. Some had tables and chairs of gleaming wood, dark as night. Others were lined in rich red velvet. Everything, though, was covered with dust. But every night, he refused to even think about that one little door. On the last day before the witch was to return, however, Petit Jean found himself standing before the little door once more. I wonder, do any of these keys fit the lock? The smallest key fit the lock perfectly. Petit Jean hesitated, remembering the witch's warning. But surely it wouldn't hurt to just take the tiniest look inside. Inside were only a dark room and a narrow ladder leading downward. I wonder where that leads. To a dungeon full of prisoners? Or to treasure? Petit Jean tried to leave. But now he was far, far too curious. So he climbed down the ladder, rung by rung, down to a small pool there in the darkness. Is this all there is? Disappointed, Petit Jean leaned over to see if there was anything under the water. The ends of his hair touched the surface, and suddenly all Petit Jean's hair was turned to blazing gold. No wonder the witch didn't want me to know about this. He dipped his few coins into the water, and they too came out solid gold. What will the witch say if she sees my golden hair? I must wash the gold away. But the gold wouldn't wash away. Sadly, Petit Jean went to the white horse for help. The white horse snorted. I can guess where you've been. And no, the gold won't wash out. Go and cut a piece of sheepskin and wear it as a wig. But that won't fool the witch. Not for long. But then we weren't going to stay here for long either. So now here's what we shall do. Give me oats and water. Then bridle and saddle me. Ah, yes, and then take that comb and bottle off the tack shelf. I suspect we may find them useful later. One thing more, Petit Jean. Take up that stick with which the witch used to beat me. Break it in half. Yes, now, when we are to escape, cross those two pieces in front of you and say, Only by road. Now, hurry out there. She'll be back at any moment. Sure enough, no sooner had Petit Jean left the stable than the witch appeared with a swirl of smoke and a roar of thunder. 
Hello, good mother, Petit Jean began, trying not to shake. Did you... What's wrong with your head? The witch interrupted sharply. This? Oh, this is nothing. My head was chilly, so I... I made a hat of this bit of sheepskin. The witch snatched it off. Instantly, Petit Jean's golden hair blazed forth. I thought as much, the witch cried. You were in the forbidden room. Now you shall pay for that sin with your life. Petit Jean snatched up the two halves of the broken stick and crossed them in front of him. Only by road, he cried and ran. The white horse was waiting. Petit Jean scrambled up into the saddle and away they raced. Black horse, the witch ordered. To me! Off she rode in pursuit. But the black horse was weakened by poor food and could not run at top speed. Even so, it was faster than the white horse and began to gain on it bit by bit. Throw my bridle behind us, the white horse ordered. Petit Jean threw the bridle behind them. At once, it changed into a huge mound of bridles, blocking the path from side to side. The witch had to stop to untangle herself and her horse. Run on, run on! Petit Jean urged the white horse. But all too soon, the witch and the black horse were free and racing after Petit Jean and the white horse again. They began to gain. Throw the comb behind us, the white horse cried. Petit Jean threw the comb behind them. At once, it changed into a huge mound of combs, blocking the path from side to side. The witch had to stop before the sharp teeth of all those combs stabbed her and her horse. Run on, run on, Petit Jean urged the white horse. But all too soon, the witch and the black horse were free and racing after Petit Jean and the white horse again. They began to gain. This is our last chance, the white horse cried. Throw the bottle behind us. Petit Jean threw the bottle behind them. At once, it changed into a huge mound of bottles, blocking the path from here to there to here again. The witch spurred on her black horse, and it began to climb the mound. But the bottles slipped and slid, and so did the horse. And so did the witch with the horse. And soon, witch and horse were covered in a mound of bottles. Run on, run on, Petit Jean cried. The white horse ran on, but no one followed. He slowed from a gallop to a trot, from a trot to a walk, and at last the white horse stopped. That's that, he said to Petit Jean. We are free. Now what shall we do? Petit Jean thought. They were free and the wide, wild world was before them. It no longer seemed so terrible now that he had a friend with him. What shall we do? Why, whatever we want, he exclaimed.
That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.